0: in my mold, ready to transform you into I hate a storm. Hell marries, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we being defiant what's the call speed of boss breaking down the walls we all lean once the coin guitars got to plan theaxe action. never acting don't need to scramble to get traction. we make it happen from three fours to four to founder of slaptic podcast slaptic slap uh whiskey slaptic cigars and the author of uh yeah. hit me now love me later ladies and gentlemen coach Jason Brown straight chaser, real raw and uncut coach every time you come on I laugh I learned something and then I fear that somebody's gonna be Incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's There's (laughs) legend. Hey, you mean now? Love me later, like my book said. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hell Hell yeah. Yeah. Slapdick Whiskey's good, so are the Stogies. Some real talk, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slapdick whiskey, slap Slapdick cigars, be true to yourself and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast, I said let's call it the Slapdick Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Hope you could all hear me, I ain't been on this bitch in a minute, I ain't been here, so I've been ripping and running man, all kind of shit, I'll kind of abreast you on what's going on. Um, I appreciate everybody coming back in here, uh, those who are here those who aren't, uh, keep it moving, I got shit to do, Uh, been an interesting few weeks, so I appreciate everybody that's coming back, Lucy, how you guys doing, Brad, everybody, appreciate you guys, Um, lots to discuss, Uh, hope you guys can all hear me, Uh, make sure, I'm checking my shit out, because I ain't checked it out in a minute. You notice I got my Hate Me Now, Love Me Later hat on. The show has changed from Slapdick Podcast to Hate Me Now, Love Me Later Podcast. So I'll get into all that uh, in, a, in a little while. So, But I appreciate everybody coming in um, and I'll get into it. Uh, this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go on over BetOnline.ag. Tell them that... The promo code is believe B L E A V and gets you 50% off welcome bonus. The NBA playoffs are hot, they're going on right now, NHL hockey, and you got Major League baseball going on. Join betonline.ag and use the promo code believe B L E A V. Um, appreciate everybody coming on in. Um Joining this new uh, format, it's not going to be different, but it is going to be a little different because I'm doing other things now. So um, I got this show, which will be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, <clears throat> same time, 1 p.m. I'm going to keep it like it is, one, uh, Merciless Monday, Workbook Wednesday, and Fearless Friday, uh, just underneath Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. So the, the Twitter handles have changed, but they're the same. So I haven't deleted them. They're, they're the exact same. So go on over to my Instagram and Twitter uh which used to be Slapdick Podcast now will be uh there'll be two new ones. So the coaching one oh one show that I used to have on Twitter and IG I didn't really push it anyway but that's Coach 'em hard at coach 'em hard and then this hate me now, love me later podcast is exactly that. So I think the handle though is at JB Hate Me Now. Um so go on over and follow those if you haven't already. And if you followed uh if you followed um slapdick podcast on all those then and, and, and you shouldn't have no worries um <clears throat> so appreciate everybody coming in man a uh, lot to discuss um i didn't change slapdick podcast because i was told to or had to all right just never i just want to throw that out there i know people think because of the pc world we're in and all this old stuff I did it, man, for a few reasons. I've had a lot of discussions the last few weeks on rebrand because of the whiskey is uh, we think is pretty good. The vodka we think is re- pretty good. Um, I think the whiskey's really good. But the, the vodka is really good as well. Plus, the cigars are coming out. We're going to keep that all slapdick right now. But I'm going to rebrand it eventually because for it to grow, it's going to have to get that name taken off for big companies to carry it. So... We're just going to start slowly rebuilding some things. And when it's on the podcast side of things, the PC world probably has tried to cancel me on a few different things. So a few different opportunities came my way that I was denied because of the name and the nature of what I talk about. So it is what it is. I'm not going to change who I am. I'm just going to change a few things as far as uh, format, name, and uh, et cetera. So now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday will be this show. Tuesday, Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific will be a coach 'em hard, love 'em harder show, which is going to be dedicated to coaches, CEOs, business people, salesmen, whoever wants to join. That'll be a members only deal. And I will discuss everything from administrative, you know, organization to culture change to weight, strength, conditioning, nutrition, recruiting. Uh, assistant coach criteria, X's and O's, you name it, Um, you name it, and uh, I'll do it. Um, I'm also going to go on a nationwide coaching tour. I posted it last night. I'm going to go clinic staffs across America. Uh, I've already been booked. Uh, It's crazy. I posted that yesterday, and I've already had 15 requests for booking, so I'm trying to come up with a calendar now so I can schedule it all out. Uh, There's been like four in Ohio. Shout out to all my Ohioans uh, for booking. Uh, I got a couple in Florida, uh, a couple in Texas, and uh, one in Montana, I think. And then there's one um, in North Carolina. So I I got shit. I'm going to start booking, and I'm going to travel the country. But I do have a portable access to this show. So I'm going to do both shows continuously on the road as I travel um, because I have a portable setup just like I did at the distillery in, in, in San Diego. Uh, a few months ago. So that is what's been going on. Um and I disappeared, man, cuz uh there's been a, I have I've just been overwhelmed with a bunch of shit and so uh this had to take a back seat. Um and uh you know, that's really all it is. I've I just been swamped and had a lot of things going on, so um this was not priority, but uh you know, appreciate it. Um yeah, I actually heard the DeAndre Hopkins information at the draft by some buddies of mine uh, in the back. Um, so it's crazy. Someone did a uh, someone did a uh, a little BS drawing of all the draft picks and sent it to me. I posted it earlier today, and everyone it had the top picks from Georgia having 15 kids drafted in the first, uh, you know, through the draft seven rounds and all these other people having all these picks, um, you know, um, um, so someone sent me that I had five drafted and I'm just like, (laughs) um. uh you know that's that's kind of wild that a JUCO coach like me who's not some old up washed up coach supposedly I had more I had more than everyone in the Pac-12 besides UCLA they had 6 I had everybody um I had more picks than everybody in the SEC besides Alabama and Georgia I had more than everyone in the Big 10 Big 12 Cincinnati had what 8 9 and someone said, well, I haven't, they haven't had any great recruiting classes, so how, how, are they, how are they? They must be developing talent. And I laughed at them, and I said, you guys don't realize it's called the transfer portal. <laughs> Cincinnati got players from Alabama and Georgia and fucking other places. They're not fucking developing nobody no differently than anyone else, man. Um, but I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but I appreciate the guy that sent me that man, much much love, shout out to you. So I'm starting to back up, man. Like I said, I'll be five days a week, but two days will be coaching shows on evenings. Uh, I'll have guest coaches on, we'll do chalk talk, chalk wars, um, different things we'll do, uh, buzz sessions and so forth and so on with coaches. And then I'll also have my own area. So, um, where I'm going to break down certain things. And so, uh, so I appreciate it. But again, betonline.ag, go over, visit it. Use the promo code believe, B-L-E-A-V, and tell them JB sent them. Um, yeah, I'll still do after hours, man, and uh, take off the audio. And uh, I'll take the after hours side to it once I upload everything. So I'll still be doing that for sure. So I appreciate everybody coming in, um, checking me out. Not going to change nothing, the profile or the the format or nothing. Today will be slow starting back because I I haven't done anything due diligence-wise on looking up anything that's going on in the life of the world and everything like that besides me and my dogs and a bunch of shit going on that I've had to handle. So um, quote of the day, though, I'll get you guys started. You can't cheat the grind. It knows how much you have invested. It won't give you anything you haven't worked for. One of those JB qu- quotes I like using. Uh, you can't cheat the grind. It knows how much you have invested. It won't give you anything you haven't worked for. Um, I, got, I got a story, man. Um, so, like, I've been used as a pawn kind of in this whole in coaching deal. So I got called, like, two different ju- colleges called me. For inter- wanted to interview me, and I was like, eh, "I'm not in. I don't know how interested I am." Well, one school wasn't far; the other one was up far away. And I said, "All right." So I, I I talked to both of them, and they pushed me along to the presidential level, which is the final level. And I did that as well. Well, I started getting information from people leaking because this uh, understand something. These are the first interviews I've done, and I really wasn't interested or gung ho about it. But they called me, so I said, out of respect to the profession, I'll do it. Well, the issue is when when people, uh, administrators that don't understand this business, they don't realize how tight of a fraternity the coaching profession is. So what happens is I already was getting blown up. Like, damn, hey, coach, they're saying you was out there. They they brought you in to, to be the coach. And I'm like, yeah, but I wasn't feeling the presidential level. And Jay, shut the fuck up. Who said I can't cuss? So I said I wasn't feeling the presidential level, but um, if they call me, we'll see. We'll talk salary and negotiations and such. Well couple days went by, I hadn't heard nothing. Well, I saw some buddies of mine hitting me up and saying, hey, man, they named the coach. I go, really? Okay. So I texted AD who called me, first of all, and asked me to do this. And I said, hey, man, you guys named the coach. Congratulations. Good luck. But I wish you would have called me and let me know something because I had other things in the fire that I was doing. And uh, come to find out, they use my name to increase their pool of applicants. And see, that's the issue I'm going to face. And so that's why some of this is, has to do with the rebrand. Some of it has to do with some other things. I'm not chasing any coaching job right now. Uh, I have no desire. But if I do think, you know, I had to be honest, the draft kind of was interesting. Um, it kind of just, you know, hanging out with Jermaine and a couple other guys I knew there. Um, it kind of, you know, it was like, well, shit. I had five kids drafted. I haven't coached in three years. Um, I had five guys drafted more than 90% of the country's coaches at the four year level so let that sit in but I'm not coaching I go I should be affected I had a long talk with some mentors I had, you know like shit man you could be affecting a lot more guys Um, just think if you were coaching you'd probably have 10 guys in the draft uh, or next year at least but who knows man who knows Um, but it is what it is and so you know I always preach about if you, if you do it, do it. If you don't, you got to change it. So I'm going to at least try and change something so I can see what happens. Um, And at least say I did it. Right? And if not, hey, I'll be back gung-ho the same way and everything like that. But I'm not changing nothing. Um, I'm not really changing shit. Uh, I'm not like fucking some fake fuck that's going to come out here and be totally different. No. But... Um, Just it's all about branding and all this bullshit and and some some people call it the PC world or whatever that is. Maybe that's true that there is that involved. Maybe Um, it's not it didn't have anything to do with my decision to change it. I'm still keeping the whiskey, the vodka, my merch. Um, I'm still keeping all that the same. I'm not changing that right now. Um, But as far as the show and uh, different things, because there's some there's some companies that reached out to me that just wouldn't fuck with me because of the, the name. And and if that was the case, then OK, let's change the name if you want to bring me on. Because if I, the shows were pretty big and I think it could have been beneficial to a lot of other people, not just myself and money and monetary reasons, but some other reasons. So we'll see. Money and monetary things aren't the biggest thing for me. Uh, I got so many fucking things in the fire that it doesn't really matter. I'm just trying to uh, figure out the best possible way to, uh, to figure this out. So, hate me now, love me later. Appreciate all the supporters. All you guys that are still members, stay members. I'll still be giving giveaways and everything from merch to whiskey to vodka that'll be dropping. Hopefully, June 1st, the vodka will be out. So, CoachJBStore.com. Go check it out. Um, So, that's kind of just updating everybody on everything. All right? So, appreciate you um, doing that and listening to that. Um, Yeah, I like the heat. But, you know, Harden will probably go off finally. But I still don't think he can win a series by himself without Embiid. Um, But I'm sure he'll go off because he won't have Embiid. So, you know, we'll see, um, trying to get all this shit caught up here, um, yeah, so, so still become a member, hit the like button, join, hit the bell notification so you know when I'm on, any coaches out there that want to join the show, you will have full access to everything that I do, um. From giving you documents, film, watching film, breaking down, chalk talk sessions, administrative documentation, scripting, scheduling, whatever you want. Uh, stay there. Uh, now, the membership will be $1.99. But once the show, the coaching end, the coaching show I'm talking about, Coach Em Hard, Love Em Harder, what I'm launching tomorrow night. Um, that will be um, one ninety nine as well for membership. So you, some of you guys can keep your memberships and join over there. So it's not a new membership. But for new guys, it will be a membership for them on that side. But also for other things, though, it will cost more money um, because I'm not just giving away fucking strength conditioning manuals and shit for $1.99. Sorry. So that'll cost you, and we'll use that method through Venmo um, as well. Plus, I'm going through the coaching tour nationally dealing with that. People are emailing me and booking me. So I appreciate everybody. I'll be to a city near you soon. Um, yeah, if you coach eighth graders, yes, any coach, I don't care what what you coach, I don't care if you sell cars, if you want to be a better car salesman, monitor, you want to be a marketing agent better, you want to promote better, whatever you want to do, I'll touch about everything as far as leadership, master coaching, leadership, all those things that have to do with more than just coaching football has to do with coaching any sport and how to lead other people. So we'll discuss all those things. So yes, become a member. Um. It'll be the same YouTube station channel. Nothing's going to change on that end. So, um, that is not going to change. So don't worry about that. Um, but go over there and make sure you start take watching the, uh, coach You can get the whiskey. Now the whiskey is in Oklahoma, Tennessee, Tennessee, all shout out to all my Tennessee fo- folks, fans, and people out there that supported slapdick whiskey, um, it's, it, they bought, uh, I want to say, 150 cases. It sold out in one day throughout the state of Tennessee. So they are repurchasing new bottles, new cases of whiskey to get out there to Tennessee. But Tennessee sold out in one day. So shout out to you guys um, in Tennessee. Much love for all the support and uh, appreciate it. The culture show will be Tuesday and Thursday nights, 5 p.m. West uh, Pacific. Um, I just don't think coaching people are going to be able to work at 1 p.m. and come back on uh, at 1 when they're coaching their own respective spots or they're doing other things. So I have to at least 8 p.m. on the East Coast, 5 p.m. on the West Coast. Uh, hopefully uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, But it's catered to coaches and, 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 and you know, CEOs, COOs, managers, whatever. Um. A lot going on though, uh, but go get you some some gear, some whiskey, some vodka. It'll be out June first, and uh, so now we're all caught up, man. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about Pete Davidson. I don't know who the fuck he is. Pete Davidson got Kanye and Kim's children's names tattooed on him on his neck. Uh, you got to be shitting me. Whoever that is, I guess that's who married Kim Kardashian, or he's marrying her. I have no idea. I don't keep up with it. I've never watched one show of the Kardashians. I have no fucking idea about any of that shit. I don't care about it. Um, I think Kanye is a idiot. I think uh, anyone that keeps marrying Kim Kardashian is ignorant. Ignorant is fucking life-threatening. So I don't know what the hell who Pete Davidson is, um, but holy shit. You added, you got kids that aren't yours tattooed on your neck. <laughs> oh my God. You talking about a sucker, lollipop, having ass, blow pop? Whoever the fuck Pete Davidson is, I'm going to look into him. I got to see who this fucking idiot is. Um,. Yeah, I have no idea. Shout out to his dad who died in 9-11. But his daddy should have taught him, don't ever put a hose, kids, on your neck. Shit. Um, I want to make sure I get to the contrary to belief segment of this show. There's not a lot to it. I just came up with it. I'm going to put it on the deal real quick. Um, I want to let everyone know, dads are not necessarily fathers. So we're clear. I just want you to understand this. All dads are not fathers. Okay? Can any of you guys understand that? Do you guys realize what I'm telling you? Um, a lot of dudes with a dick make babies. They We make babies all the time. That don't mean we father the motherfucking kids. And it is very, very evident when... You watch like certain things out there on Twitter and different shit like that and you get to see you get to see uh shit like this. Oh my goodness oh! <laughs> Anyway, that kid got knocked out because he tapped the kid on the head after he caught a football on him in a seven on seven game and if you hear the dad talking in if you hear the dad talking in the background he's like oh my fucking goodness see that's a dad it's not a father okay that's the problem that's a dad um a father would have been we would have taught a lot different shit in a lot of di- in a different manner we got too many daddies out here and not enough fathers and uh I think it goes for mothers too, but some, the thing about it, the difference is mothers actually birthed the child, stuck in her for nine months. There's a bond there that the father will never have. But at the same time, all kids need their daddy. I don't care what you say. You can't fucking tell me no different. And um, But all mamas ain't mothers either. But I just want to throw that out there, so let's make sure we're clear. A lot of mamas think they're their friend. So we have a huge fucking epidemic going on with our babies right now in America, and it starts at home, or the lack of what's at home. And you saw evidence right there in a 7-on-7 football game where these cats, on the 7-on-7 leagues, really think they're affecting these kids' lives. Actually, they're affecting them in a negative-ass fucking way. They're teaching them how to do everything the wrong way. They're cross-coaching. They can't coach. They're fucking horrible. The quarterbacks aren't taking a real drop. They don't have any fucking line of scrimmage in front of them, so you don't have to throw the football at a certain platform because you're not worried about the ball getting batted down. And you have all these bad things going on um, in this 7-on-7 world. You have all these personal trainers who are the biggest slapdick coaches out in the world. They'd rather hold their cameras up with their phone and film and not coach a fucking thing. And there's just a huge difference in coaching and using these babies as a piece of meat in the meat market just to get their money to have a fucking seven-on-seven seven, to throw on someone's fucking gear and a fucking soft helmet and say they're playing football. And then people are trying to tell me, well, it happens in pads too. Nobody talks about that. Yeah, fighting happens in pads, bro, but you do know 7-on-7 starts first, right? You guys are the fucking idiots that start this dumb shit in 7-on-7, and it carries over to football. (laughs) So, let's just make sure we understand something. I didn't do 7-on-7. And go watch an NFL practice. You see 9-on-9, You don't see seven on seven that much. You see nine on seven or nine on nine. That means you put a center and a nose guard in, two DNs and two tackles. And you have the quarterback work the pocket with some sort of friction as he's reading coverage and throwing the football in a seven on seven drill. But it's with a few linemen. They can't touch the cue or nothing, but they only can go up the field. The nose has to pick away. The center has to block them. And snap the football to the quarterback. So you're getting a lot of different drills worked out in this particular thing that I always have done. Fuck 7-on-7. It don't help nobody. So I hate 7-on-7. I've always hated 7-on-7. And I'm a quarterback. I'm a quarterback. (laughs) So please understand. These coaches and these, they're not even coaches, man. They're trainers who give coaches a bad name. And they're just milking these kids for their money. So the kids can go out there and play and have fun. I get the fun part of it. But let's coach it up. Let's put some sanctions on the shit. Let's coach up some real rules. And have some real fucking policing of it. If we're going to do seven on seven. That has become such a huge thing now to these young kids across the country. Especially in warm weather states. I got coaches hitting me up like, well, it matters here in Nebraska. I said, time out. Don't tell me no more. It matters in Nebraska because you just brought the football out to throw. Because it's been snowing and 16 degrees below zero there for fucking five months. So no shit. You love it. Because you can't do anything six months out of the year in, in certain areas in this country. Like you can in California, Florida, Texas. You know, the warm weather states throw footballs year round. Vegas, Arizona. You guys in Nebraska and the Dakotas and Montana and Kansas get fucked. Not our fault. But don't think that just because the weather changed, you come out and throw seven on seven, that it is the God's gift to football. It's not. It's still shitty even though you haven't done it in six months because weather wouldn't permit. So all you slap dicks in Nebraska that run wing T and then think they come out and want to fucking throw the football over the place because it's seven on seven, And then when pads come on, they go right back to wing T. (laughs) Calm down. Um, Tyler, stop lying. It ain't always sunny in Albuquerque. Okay? Hush. Come on, dog. I went to New Mexico for a minute, remember? Don't tell me that it's always sunny in Albuquerque. Holy shit. That's like saying that Indians won't scalp your ass in Gallup, New Mexico. Uh, shit, yeah, they will, I know well, I know it all well, I've not been all over the motherfucking country, dog, trust me, my daddy was a truck driver, okay, I know all about New Mexico, it ain't no fucking, motherfucker said, so are you telling me that Albuquerque is a fucking tourist destination that we all want to go vacation, because of the beautiful sandy beaches and fucking waterfalls? Fuck no. You want to pick cactus and go see an Indian scalp a motherfucker? You go to Albuquerque. <laughs> it's always sunny in Bismarck, fucking North Dakota. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, funny, 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 man. Anyway, uh, good day. Good day to have a good day, you know? Um, but you got a dream, man. You got a dream. Albuquerque, I've drove through Albuquerque, man, probably a hundred times in my life. And I'm going to tell you, Albuquerque and the state of New Mexico is one of the most unique states in the Union. It has some shit that I just will not talk about. I'm just telling you, I've seen shit in New Mexico that I just won't discuss. Because I'm not even going to throw it out there and make myself look crazy. I've seen crazy shit. And I'm not talking about an alien... I, 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 I've seen some crazy, weird shit, um, but I just, I, I've seen shit in New Mexico that I've never seen, dog, anywhere else. That's, I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, is what it is, is what it is. Um, but anyway, Twitter isn't going to change the world, contrary to your belief. Okay, Twitter by being bought by whatever his name is, Elon Musk, is not going to change the world. Twitter's still gonna be Twitter. Oh, it's freedom of speech. You know, it blows my mind that we have this freedom of speech people out here. I posted it the other day because I'm just so tired of hearing it. We got freedom of speech people, and uh, these freedom of speech people are the first people out there trying to cancel you when you tell the truth. Now, how are you a fucking pro, you're a, so proactive and you want to be a positive human influence and you want freedom of speech and you think that you're a proponent of freedom of speech, but when a motherfucker says the truth, you get butthurt and try to cancel him. How the fuck is that even possible? How does that work? I got to be honest. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> freedom of speech. But then I want to cancel you uh, for telling the truth. Holy shit. We got, pro- we got a lot of problems, Houston. We got some dumb motherfuckers out there, man. I got to be honest. Uh, and the audacity of these people that say freedom of speech is here because Elon Musk bought Twitter. It ain't changing no fucking freedom of speech. I bet you they still block your ass. Because there's still a board. I know he bought it and shit. But, dog, I'm going to be honest. I think something's going to implode. Something's about to implode. I don't know what. But I just see it happening. And I don't know. Interest rates have gone up in the housing market. Shit, I might be selling my house. Because right now it might be time to strike. You know, you strike when the iron's hot. I might strike because, shit, my home will never be this high in equity again, probably ever. And interest rates just went up to 6%. They're going to continue to climb before 2022, probably to 8%, even though we're still historically pretty low. Um, I believe the housing market's going to hit a stalemate, and it ain't going to to appreciate. Um, It's not going to appreciate uh, over the next few years, in my opinion. And California sets the whole national marketplace for housing market. So uh, if it's my time to bounce, I might be bouncing, man. Houston, somewhere. I don't know. I like Houston. So I'm thinking about Houston. But we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. Uh, but I'm just letting you know. I think a recession is inevitable, man. Uh, my brother-in-law, who runs a title company, doesn't think so necessarily. But I, I think something's going to happen to government. Is changing the interest rates for a reason because there's only six hundred thousand homes available in the country for purchase. You do, you guys know that? People don't realize that's not a lot of homes. There's usually always one point five to two million homes for sale in the in the nation. Six hundred thousand homes or less um, is available. So that's what's crazy right now, and I think the government's raising the interest rates so they can open up some inventory. See you, motherfuckers! Didn't know I was that smart, huh? Anyway, um, ignorance is life-threatening, dog. That's all I'm gonna leave you at that. Um, Yeah, I like, I like Houston, man. I like Houston, all the little areas of Houston. I think it's a nice spot. Um, Could be interesting. Yeah, I take some land. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want any neighbors, man. I want to let my dogs run. Shit, you hear about Biden now? He's trying to. The the big thing about Biden is he's going to try to free up some. I don't like Dallas as much as Houston, man, to be honest. Houston's more like LA. Houston's a a a, a more of an LA swag to it. Dallas is still like a Kansas swag, but it's more people. <laughs> uh I like Dallas people. I like Dallas, but it's not it doesn't have the same vibe. It's crazy, it's 2-3 hour drive away and it doesn't ha- it's a totally different place. Houston is just much better place. Yeah, certain parts of Houston you're going to flood and all that shit. But, that, you know, it is what it is. I are never going to have California weather. I don't care. California weather is never going to be matched. That's why and that's not only reason I love California. I'm a California guy. I wouldn't leave California if I was at a, if I was at my beach house. I just I wouldn't leave. I don't give a fuck. But I, again, I got dogs. I got other shit going in the fire. And Houston is a very centrally located spot regarding flights. I can go anywhere in the country in two, two and a half hours compared to being where I'm at. Um, Five-hour flight to the East Coast. Fucking, you know, three-hour flight to Houston, Chicago, three and a half. I mean, Houston, you're everywhere in an hour, two, two and a half tops. Anywhere in the country. So I just like that aspect of it. Uh, plus the land, the size of the home for the price. Plus I could pocket some some good money because of the equity I got in here. So we'll see what happens, man. I'm looking into it. So a lot of shit on my plate, a lot of shit been going on lately. Um but I just gave you some real estate advice real quick. If you're thinking about bouncing, you might want to sell now. This might be the time. Just telling you. Interest rates are still low, but they're they're climbing. Um that's just my two my real estate one on one advice for the day. Coach JB's real estate licensing information um uh, man Scottsdale's expensive as LA and you don't get shit for a home you got to have millions of dollars to move to Scottsdale brother trust me I go out there with Pat Perez I know you know I, I, I can't get Pat's 12 million dollar home number one number two even a million dollar home is really not shit in Scottsdale the, the the size of it is shit you get a million dollar home in Scottsdale it's like 1700 square foot house I'm like fuck that the vodka should be out June 1st um so, anyway, I don't believe Twitter's changing the world. I think it's still going to be the same fucked up world we're in. I don't think Twitter's going to fucking change overnight. It's not going to be a fucking f- affecting r- Ukraine and Russia's fucking pull out methods of war. I don't believe Twitter's going to control aerospace and how rockets are designed. Okay? I know you think these guys are fucking creating and recreating the fucking ball. They're not. So, uh, relax. The USFL, I got to be honest, uh, I got a couple of buddies coaching it. Uh, no, I wouldn't live in Atlanta. I'm not an Atlanta fan like all these other motherfuckers. I don't like Atlanta. I, I, I've been there. I, I don't mind Atlanta recruiting it for a few days, but I don't, I wouldn't live there. No, I'm not big on that shit. Um, USFL, though, I got to be honest. I'm worried because the XFL is coming next next spring, okay? Where are the players going to come from? I got to be honest. Where are the players coming from? Because the USFL is already lacking talent, okay? It's already lacking talent. Where is the talent going to be at... When it comes to the XFL, so I would coach in the USFL. I would, because I probably professional league is probably the best league for me to coach in. But at the same time, man, I don't know, man. I'm not a big. I don't know if I could watch the USFL's talent and the XFL's talent playing in the same spring when there really is no quarterbacks out there playing. See, I would jump in. I would go get Allen, who's in this room, or JB, my former quarterback that played at Tulane, that played for me at Indy year one. I'd get a guy like him, and we would run triple option RPO till the cows came home, sprint out, protection. We would do a million different things that no one else is doing, and we'd go tempo and run triple option, similar to what Baltimore Ravens do with Lamar Jackson, and I would be totally different in that league, and we would gash city them. The O-line in those leagues are bad. The D-line in that league is decent, but they're they're 7th and 8th string NFL players. I just don't know how many people are going to continue to watch 7th and 8th string football players who got cut in the NFL. What is going to be the fan base? See, the Arena League years ago when they started, they had a... They had a plan. We're going to have an arena league. We're going to have the fans right on top of the fucking boards. We're going to hit you into the boards. It's exciting. The arena league, I wish it would have stayed because that was the best league other than NFL. I'm just telling you. Not only because I played in it, but I truly believe the NFL was the most exciting for the fans. Like, L.A. Staples Center used to sell out when the L.A. Avengers played. Chicago Rush, same thing. Um, So... You know, there was a lot of things that the Arena League had to offer and a lot of Arena League players became NFL players and they took them because I don't know. I, I the USFL is bad. It's hard to watch for me cuz the quarterback play is very very bad. Um I don't even know what this Fan Control League is. I, I to me that's a joke. TOs in there, it's a joke. Um And so You know, I don't know. Um, But the reason I issue, the reason I have the XFL is a doubt. There's not enough good football players in America to have three leagues, plus the CFL, plus this shitty arena league that's going on all over the country. We don't have the talent level, okay? And let me give you a little marketing advice for the USFL, okay? I'm not a marketing genius by any means. But this is year one. Let me give you just, I don't know if a lot of people really think about real shit. But let me give you a little bit of advice. Or let me give you a little insight on what's going on with the USFL and how it's dropped in attendance, how it's dropped visually, how it's dropped in every aspect, okay? Let me break this down. First of all, you played on an Easter Sunday. You've had horrible weather. You're going to play on Mother's Day weekend. You just had the NFL draft weekend, trying to play during that. So your first four weeks have been catastrophic, major, huge events, and it has crippled your league. So it was horribly thought out as far as when we were going to launch. See, I would be playing week one this coming up weekend, Mother's Day weekend. Why? Mother's Day weekend. It'd be a great event to take your mothers to, or watch while you're at dinner, or something, but that would be the only week that would be in a conflict. After that, you you got clear selling, and the weather would have been better, and you can clear sell going forward into the NFL, right? So you could play eight weeks or nine weeks or whatever. Let's say ten weeks straight, put you through to end of June, right? Uh, beginning of July, still NFL is not playing, so you have no issue. You fought fucking four major weekends in a row and I don't hear anyone talking about that. You don't believe that's a that counts. And if you watch the Birmingham team play, I haven't watched anything but week 1, but I've seen I got players playing out there. The Birmingham team gets a crowd, probably 5-7000 maybe. Any other team playing don't have a crowd. So that's how that tells you the ignorance of the f- normal fan, right? They think it's college football. They think it's UAB playing there because it's at UAB Stadium. No, it's a NFL, It's a USFL professional football league that's playing every home game in the same city. <laughs> but only, only Birmingham's drawing dick for crowd. Nobody else is drawing shit for crowd. And it's a $10 ticket or something. I think it's $5, $10 ticket. Oh man, it's it's imploding in front of our eyes. I, how do you add a new league to the same quality of talent and still get? How are you going to pull from that? Where are you going to pull talent from? Your quarterbacks are even going to be more watered down. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. It, you know. And, and see, I would have did the USFL totally different. I would not have played on a weekend. Number one, I wouldn't play on a Saturday or a Sunday. I would play on a Thursday night and maybe a Friday night and try to avoid as many NBA games as I could during this time or NHL, right? But I wouldn't be competing on weekends with all the shit that's going on, especially NBA playoffs and all that, which we know goes deep into June. I would have been playing on at nighttime during the day, during the week. I mean, nighttime during the week. Midweek, Wednesday, Thursday night. Do something different. You're not going to compete. Your league isn't as talented as you would have liked it to be. And any league that has bad quarterback play is never going to thrive. Period. So if I was a coach, I'd be running something totally different than what they're doing in that league. Because it's going to take a little innovative Thinking outside the box, thinking to bring in some guys that can run some different things and really fuck with people because the USFL's talent's just not there. And the quarterback's not dropping back, throwing dimes out there. It is very bad to watch quarterback play in that league. So, anyway, uh, my kid Carlos Thompson is absolutely dominating this arena league. He's out in uh, South Dakota, I think. I got another buddy who's an OC for the San Diego team. Um it is horrible. Um the league is bad and Carlos is dominating it. And I watch USFL. Carlos sends me clips all the time. I'm gonna try to bring him on the show. Carlos brings sends me clips all the time. Um and I'm like, dog, there's nobody in the USFL even close to Carlos Thompson. Not even close. Carlos needs to be in the USFL, uh, minimum CFL, and he needs a, And he would be dominating that shit because the quarterbacks aren't good. What do you do? I'd give Carlos fucking fly sweeps, shovels. I'd throw him bubbles. I'd get him to rock as many ways as possible. Put him in the backfield. They can't cover it. They can't guard the dude. They can't defend the guy. They can't tackle the dude in the USFL. The USFL is bad. I would bring Carlos Thompson in there immediately. He is dominating this arena league. And it's just further proving the talent level is not there after the NFL to go watch or thrive. You got to be different. So I think Fox fucked up this deal and they did a pretty bad deal on this marketing for the USFL. And then the XFL is going to join it and you're just going to have even lesser talent. And even if they get in with the NFL, we've done this. We've been down this road, dog. We've had the NFL Europe, which I played in. NFL Europe was a great thing. You know, you had to have some Euros on your team. You you bring over You're allocated by NFL franchises. You wear their logo on your helmet, and then you can go back to that NFL team once you do good. Well, that's no longer there. So if the XFL thinks that's going to be a thing that's sustainable, they're fooling themselves too. I love The Rock just like anyone and everyone, but that doesn't mean he's going to be a good businessman in this, in this space. It's just not enough talent out there to sustain a league. How often and how long do these add-on leagues last? Have you guys done the research? They're average a year and a half or two years tops. NFL Europe only, at, only went, what, four or five years? That was the longest. The first USFL only lasted a few years, and you had quarterbacks in there like Steve Young, Jim Kelly, Warren Moon. Fuck. Vince Evans, you had great quarterback play in that league. Herschel Walker was one of the running backs? Like you had big-time Hall of Famers, and that league didn't sustain to compare, it to compete with the NFL. So how the hell do you think this league's going to compete with no quarterback play? The quarterback play is atrocious, dog. I'm just telling you. I saw these dudes warming up, and I'm like, holy shit, I can go out there right now and give you three series better than that. And then I'd die. I'd pass out because I'd have a cigar on the sideline ready to go. But I'm being honest, man. It's bad. It's a bad league. Um. Yeah, it's a bad league. I don't really have anything on the board, man, to talk about today. I just was going to shoot the shit with you guys, get back going. Um, I want to know how job Moran is the most improved in an NBA player. I got that question on the top of my head. Um, I'm curious to to know that from somebody. How the fuck is he the most improved player? How pool from Golden State's not the most improved player blows my mind. See, this is all about a... This is all about a, a, a popularity deal. Jordan Poole, even the Desmond Bain kid that he gave his own trophy to, I could see that. I could see that. Um, but damn, dog. Um, he just got fucking, what? What did he get last year? Six, what did he get last year? Most improved last year or something? What did he get? He got something last year. What, what the fuck? They just want to give him a, any any league? Come on, man. There's other players that have improved. Jaw Morant has improved, but he didn't go from here to here. He went from already high to high, a little higher. Jordan Poole came from fucking bottom to top. There's been a lot of players I can name that's done a hell of a job. Yeah, Ja was rookie of the year. So, fuck. I mean, come on, man. Um, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's been a lot of other players so um uh, Bucks beat the shit out of Boston it didn't even look right Boston looked like they were lagging smart got hurt a lot um I think Boston will come back and play better tomorrow but uh I think the Bucks are going to repeat man I just think Giannis is the best player in basketball I think they're going to repeat um uh, the Heat versus Sixers play tonight um uh, I don't know if Butler plays, and I don't believe the point guard's playing Lowry. Um, so Sixers have a fighting chance if Maxi plays well and uh, and some other shit, but um, I don't know. We're, I don't think Sixers have a shot. I never thought they would have a shot anyway. Harden's a loser. Harden doesn't know how to win. He can't will no team to win. And, and I do agree to a extent about the Embiid getting hurt. And, Wido, you might chime in. Is this a coaching error? I, you know, I like Doc Rivers to an extent. I don't believe Doc Rivers is a good – I don't believe he's a great coach. I believe he had an all-time great team in Boston, won one right he should have won at least 3 in boston if he's a hell of a coach in my opinion that's why i always say coaching's overrated um so you had that issue in my opinion uh then you have a your star player breaks his orbital bone because he's in the game when they're up 30 i i don't see when you're up 30 why aren't you playing that backup kid who's going to start tonight why aren't you getting him some more reps and experience and you're up thirty? Are you worried about losing a 30 point lead? That hurt that kind of bothers me as a coach and and, and just as a managerial position, like, okay, let me get my guys out of here. We're up 30 with four minutes. And he defended himself saying, look at the league. Well, this ain't the league. You're not the league. You're different. That's why you're always the same. That's why you've blown three, one leads. And I don't want to bash coaches because the people don't understand the coaching profession and don't realize what it really takes and what their fucking everyday job is. So people don't know what the day-to-day operations is as a coach. Everyone wants to critique it from the outside looking in, which I hate to do, which I just did because I don't know Doc's day-to-day operational, how he operates, And what he's thinking and what needs to happen. He may be working on some shit. I don't. You don't know. But at the outside looking in, he breaks his orbital bone, gets a concussion. He's out. Made made it cost you your season. But at the end of the day, Ben Simmons cost you your season. That was the biggest error as an organization. Ben Simmons cost you your fucking season. Not Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers may not excel your season or accelerate it, um, but or expand it, whatever the word may be. But I'm just gonna be honest, he Doc uh, Ben Simmons screwed your season. And then a Zion Williams deal, what happened with that? Remember everybody was coming out saying, Oh, it's not Zion, it's the Pelicans. Well now it doesn't but I was the one. I was the one that said, ah, my source. <laughs> um Told me otherwise, and I posted on social media, everybody talking shit like they know. Oh, yeah, you don't know. They're saying that the Pelicans won't let him play. He's ready. Shut the fuck up. He just came out and said to everybody that he was going to try to play Game 7 because he was ready, but he didn't want to try the waters. He didn't want to test the waters. It's a joke, dog. It is a joke. Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Zion Williamson. You know, I question... The young kid at Golden State, Wiseman. Because look what happened with your boy that plays for Capella or whatever his name is, that plays for Atlanta Hawks, he misses fucking two weeks almost in real time with the hyperextended knee. And you got old boy coming back from a meniscus tear to play? My boy Williams with the Celtics? Come on, man. Miss me with this soft shit. I, dog, it's unbelievable to me. It, it, I'm just telling you right now, if it was up to Zion, like the Pelicans are saying, oh, we're not letting him play. Bullshit. We clearly know that Zion was the reason and he didn't want to play. But if he's a dude, he's telling the Pelicans, I'm going to play. I'm going to earn my money and earn my keep, right? Because I'm a great kid. I went to Duke. I was supposedly a great kid. <laughs> See, the truth comes out, man, when the shit gets going, when the, when the shit gets hard and shit gets going uphill and fucking starts to sweat a little bit and you start to asshole start to pucker. It's funny how people fucking don't really excel in those situations. That's why there's only certain people that have the it factor in this world. But what do I know? Um. Golden State goes up 1-0 on John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, Draymond Green foul. I, I got to be honest. This was the deal with him. I like Draymond to an extent. I, I I put him in a category with Beverly. I think they both are bitch-made cats when it comes to the crybaby, sucking their teeth, always whining and moping. But then they claim to be great defenders. They claim to be great leaders. They they claim to be great defenders. Um. I just don't get the fact that he has cost them a championship already in this career, and now he could possibly do it again. So, he has to be smarter if he's so-called the leader and be smarter than what he did. Now, listen, I don't believe it was intentional. I don't believe he's a dirty cat. I think he talks a lot. I think he plays energetically. I don't believe he is a dirty player, okay? I don't believe he's Grayson Allen. (laughs) But at the same time, he has a reputation just like me. They're going to try to cancel him just like they're going to cancel me. Anything we say is going to be frowned upon. And he has that reputation, and now they're going to use it against him. And they're going to... Look at things from a league perspective and other fucking teams are going to start saying, oh, that's a flagrant. That's a flagrant. And he was only, I think, two points away from being suspended a game. So Draymond suspended a game next time he gets two. if he gets two more points, he's suspended. And then he's on a one to one point every day. So it doesn't start over. He has he's going to be suspended again. So. I don't know, man, it's going to be interesting how they deal with this. Um I don't believe. He's that, you know, I, 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 I'm I, I'm a fan of Draymond to an extent, but I'm not a, I don't believe he's anywhere close to being a, a, the best defender ever. Okay, number one, he's not fucking Dennis Rodman. He's not Scottie Pippen. He's not fucking Joe Dumars. He's not any of those dudes. He ain't even Alonzo Mourning. So for him to say that shit is crazy. But I don't believe the flagrant two was a foul. I mean, was... Was deserving. I don't believe Flagrant 2 was deserving. I think it, w- it was because of his uh, reputation. And it was a soft fucking. And then the kid that got it, ha- that happened too, I believe it was, uh, you know, their. Uh, who was it? Oh, Lucy, I appreciate you, sweetie. You're the best. Um, shout out. Joey B's in here. Uh, you know, I don't believe Draymond Green. Did it intentionally, maliciously. I don't believe he did any of that, but it's crazy. You know, I don't know. Um, appreciate you guys, man. But Golden State wins by one because Clay Thompson's defense. Clay Thompson won that game last night, just so you know. Clay Thompson won the game last night. Yeah, I didn't like Clark coming out playing the victim. Oh, that's Draymond. He always does it. I wasn't surprised he did it to me. Like, that's bitch made to me. He did a little bitch made move right there. But it is what it is. That's what I I expect that from these young cats. Um, Clay Thompson played the defense on the perimeter. Then he rotates seamlessly and defends Ja and makes him shoot a high layup off the glass. Too high and fast and hard. And they win. It was all Clay Thompson. Plus, Clay Thompson hits the winning three to go up. Twice, Clay Thompson has the nuts and guts on that team. I'm just throwing that out there, and he's not even close to the same Clay Thompson as we're used to. And I don't believe he'll ever be the same Clay Thompson. He just doesn't. When you, I, I just know that. I just know, um, I just know when somebody loses it, and he has clearly lost it, and it's a shame because I think Clay is just as evenly, or if not. Does he have as much talent as as Steph? I don't know that. I think he's a better defender. I think he, at times he can be just as good a shooter, but I think that Clay Thompson makes more clutch plays in the clutch than Steph ever has. That's just me. I think if Clay would have played in that finals against Toronto, that they would have still won. Clay was coming back and bringing their asses back, ripping it when he blew out his knee again or his Achilles or whatever. That, they would have won, in my opinion. Um, not when KD got hurt, but when, when Clay went down, it was a wrap. Um, we got the Suns in Dallas tonight. I think the Suns win without Booker. Um, now, Dallas is going to steal a game or two. I don't think the Suns are that great. I don't know why people love the Suns in Memphis so much. I don't see it. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I just think that's how bad the NBA is. See, that's what people don't look at. They see one team dominating, and then they say, oh. I, I I, think Giannis with Middleton back still beat the shit out of the Suns. That's just my opinion. I, I still don't see how the Suns have gotten so much better. I think the West is weaker than it's been in a few years. And I think by the Lakers being shitty and the Clippers being shitty and Denver having no Murray and no... Porter Jr. Look at me spitting out NBA facts like I don't don't even watch NBA. That's how much I fucking sports I know for all you haters out there. But anyway, Denver could have been a lot better. Utah is just a bunch of slapdicks who just can't get over the hump. And they kill me. Um, And Mitchell could be a good player. I I still don't. I'm not a hype. I'm not a Mitchell so-called top five player believer. I I don't believe Mitchell's that guy. Uh, I think he's nice. Um, I don't think he's the guy. But uh, who knows? Um, Phil Mickelson, debacle. Greg Norman, who was his advocate, I think his biggest advocate, blasted him today, if you saw that. Said basically all the big guys pulled out because of Phil Mickelson's comments. (laughs) Phil Mickelson's story is a shit show. Something's going on. He's either being wanted and, 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 and seeked out by some mafia motherfuckers or something, or he's just flat out broke, staying out the way. Or... He just has a lot of drama that you don't know about, that I kind of know about. But I'm not going to get into all that because I'm not going to use my sources. Um, i got something to discuss, though, before I talk about this draft and my weekend in the draft. Let me break something down real quick. Have any one of you guys heard about the JMU deal? Um, James Madison University's softball, women's softball. They canceled their season. Have you guys heard about this? A buddy of mine coaches out there, and James Madison cancels their softball season um, because the one of their players, who I believe was a catcher, committed suicide. She didn't pass away. She committed suicide, Dan. Um... So they canceled the season because she committed suicide. Now, this is the JB of old coming in. I have to take, I got to be real here. Sports saves more lives than it takes. FYI. Sports saves more lives than it takes. I'm just going to be honest. Let's keep it real here. Let's not use one fucking incident. And let's not cripple the rest of those kids f- for one person's taking her life. Okay? Why are we canceling the season because a girl took her life? What does that have to do with the rest of that team? Now, you want to claim mental health, and you're going to go into all this stuff. Well, I believe mental health is going to be a bigger issue now without playing the sport that they all love to play, that they all need in a time of mourning like this. I believe they need the sport more than ever. Why are we canceling their issue, their their opportunity where it's just taking it from them? Because this lady, and I no offense to this young girl. We don't know what's going on through her mind and head. And you know my thoughts on that. But she's selfish. Let me be real. She's selfish. Oh, coach, you can't be selfish. No, she's selfish, dog. Let, let's just keep it real. She is selfish. She killed herself for whatever reason it may be. To get off this planet Earth. Because of some reason. And she rather end her life than fight through her struggle. That is selfish definition. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I know everyone's going to be mad at me, but that is the truth. She refused to fight for whatever she was going through to take an easy way out. And I would not, I would not disagree with you one bit, Brad Richardson. I, wouldn't, I would, not, it would, it would not, it would not surprise me one bit if the team said, we're going to cancel. It wouldn't surprise me one bit because that's how soft we are now. There's no way in the world me or my team would have canceled because somebody had that happen. We had kids I played with get killed, get smoked, get drove, get drive by shooting, get killed, get killed in a neighborhood walking home, unwillingly get killed. <laughs> This girl took her own life. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Coach, you don't have to get it because you're not that person. You're exactly right. Yeah. And it goes the other way, too, bro. Make sure we're fucking clear. It goes the other way, too. You killed yourself because you're not me either. <laughs> so uh, I'm just telling you. Um We had good friends of ours playing growing up, playing at the juco level, at the high school level, get murdered. What did we do back in the day, Brad? What did we do back in the day, Jeremiah? What did we do back in the day, Jonathan? We dedicated the season to them. Did we not? We dedicated the season to that person. We didn't quit and say, let's go on the side of rain. Uh, No, hell no. We have opportunities for ourselves and our other teammates that we all bought into this with that we're going to go play in her honor, his honor, and then we're also here to get a scholarship or better our lives. We didn't choose to kill ourselves. So why are we all at fault here? Because that's what's happening. Now, if the team voted to fucking not play, then that's a them problem, and we'll end the conversation. Because I'm not going to get into it because I don't know it. I don't know the conversation. I'm not there. I don't know the inner workings. I'm not there. I'm not going to assume anything and put my foot in my mouth. All I'm telling you is scenarios. And these scenarios are um, what I just discussed. I, If I was the coach, I'd be preaching to play. And you guys have bigger and better opportunities out there. You need to go get this done. You can play. Maybe in the Olympics, maybe you can play professionally or somewhere I don't know women's softballs opportunities that exist. I don't know all that, but you only get to play at one time in your life, girl <laughs> um boys like that's this this is it. you will never have today tomorrow again, you will never have this day. Again. Tomorrow. Does that make sense? (laughs) I just want to make sure you guys are clear. This day, May 2nd, 2022, will never be again. You guys playing softball, soccer, football, baseball, will never play again. After it's done. So I just kind of find it hard as a competitive person to just scrap it on the call of rain because there's a girl that took her life. I get it. We're all in mourning. It's shitty. It's fucked up. I get it. But that's a fucking problem for her and her parents to deal with and her family. And we chose to play this sport as sisters or brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever we want to do. And now we're not going to do it because this woman made a choice. And I think it was a selfish one not to be an asshole or mean. I'm just being honest. Remember, we can't we can't separate the difference between an asshole and honest. We just don't do it anymore in life. We're so soft in society that we cannot differentiate between honesty and being an asshole. (laughs) It's shitty as hell. I wish you guys would understand that. I'm not here to be an asshole. I'm here to be honest. I would be literally pissed if my daughter's season got canceled because of a scenario like this one. I would be pissed. Like, wait up now. So what happens to all the girls that aren't on scholarship? That's paying out their pocket to play there. Is that being reimbursed? Has anyone dove into that question? Has anyone asked this question? See, that's what a lot of cats don't want to talk about, man. So this girl's like, "Fuck! I took a fucking loan out. My dad took a second on the house to get me a to get me here to pay forty grand a year to go to James Madison, and now we're canceling the season. I can't get the loan money back." I mean, I guarantee you, I bet my house that there's girl scenarios like that one that I just mentioned on that team. But are we discussing it? Are we helping them out? Are we giving them back money? Shit. That would give me mental fucking health. Shit. If I'm the dad and took a second out to pay for my daughter's schooling because she wanted to play softball on the team and she didn't, wasn't good enough to get a, a scholarship. Shit. Crazy. Matthew Matthew or Matt or whatever you pronounce his name went to the Saints thirty-three million dollars, I think. Um, because first of all, uh, I'm gonna give you a little scenario. So I go to the I go down, usually I don't go to drafts because I don't I, I always want to keep it honest because I if I can't go to one kid's draft in two thousand ten, then I don't wanna feel that I can go to everyone's draft. What happened was this was closer one to me, it was in Vegas. And um, I'd say, you you know what? I'm going to drive down. I've been swamped. I said, I need to get away. So I had a person help me out, watch the dog for me, the dogs. I I drove to Vegas for a day and a half, two days. And I got backstage and and worked it out with Jermaine and, and a couple other people there in the NFL. Got in there. Got pretty damn good seats once I got there. And then I went back and hollered at Jermaine and did some things uh, that wasn't on video. But it's funny, man, because you have all these different scenarios going on. And every year, there's always someone that drops. Now, Jermaine might have lost quite a few dollars, okay? Um, Because top 10 money is different than top 30 money. Even though there's still a good, he's a first rounder, still first round money. But rookie contracts, it's all about signing your second one. And um, the issue is, um, the problem is, there was more trades than ever in the history of the draft, I believe. So that's going to change things. Uh, on, on certain people and Jermaine might have just been that person right and I'm getting blown up by D1 buddies of mine coaches I'm getting blown up by other players of mine I'm getting blown up by all these people saying even even media fucking people that are like big time media people that were there are like coach what's going on I'm not gonna say no names but some of them are on Pat McAfee show some of them are on different places pretty big names good friends of mine that I know too and they're actually at the draft, covering the draft and talking about it. And they're texting me like, I see you, JB, down there. What's going on? Any word? I go, nah, man. No word. I go, it happens. I go, I haven't been called. Because I, I got called by NFL security by several teams about him. They always do that. I got called by Cal, for Calvin Jackson as well as Koy Dang and um, Deshaun McNary and Shamari Jones. All kids have got drafted by, uh, this past weekend. I got calls from all them, and I, I told them all the same thing. I said, these kids are all, they got it. They understood it, or they wouldn't be in this scenario getting drafted. But he fell, drops, for whatever reason, because I don't know. See, it's funny how people are sitting there saying, well, Jermaine's better than all of you. I said, Listen, you don't get it. You're not in their war room. How the fuck do you know the Jets didn't need a corner more than a pass rusher first? Because I was told by another NFL person that he was worried that the Jets were going to take Jermaine at number four overall. That's how high Jermaine could have went. So it all comes down to scenarios, who other people are trading for, who they're losing, what picks they're losing, what people they're bringing in, what trades are happening, plus what is your board needs, what is on your board right then and there. And you don't know what was needed by all those other teams so we don't know we weren't there i'm not in an nfl draft room i don't know he dropped for whatever reason like i said every year it happens he could have been just a victim of circumstance and bottom line is he still went in the first round he still got a hell of an opportunity to go out there and make everyone that passed on him pay and that's all I was discussing him because he was getting pretty pissed and upset. And, 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 you know, who knows what's out there? Is someone dirty macking him? Is someone talking shit? You know, who knows? Um, but he made it. Did a great job. He's going to, I think the Jets had probably the class of the draft. Them and Baltimore and the Eagles probably had the best drafts. Um, but. You know, got to see a lot of guys. Another L.A. native, DN, went early to the Giants and Thibodeau. Um, You know, I mean, shit. The, The draft wasn't the normal draft. It's not as talented from top to bottom as all the rest of the drafts have been up to this date. I said two years ago on my show, on someone else's show as well, that I said the draft is going to flounder and become watered down in the next few years. What has it done? What is the NFL draft doing in front of our very own eyes? Please look at it. Please go look at the draft and go back to my show, and I'll get you exactly what show it was on. And when I said the NFL draft is going to become a watered-down joke because of the transfer portal and what it is doing to college football and high school football, and in turn the NFL. Because it is having a huge effect, ripple effect on all three levels. And if you don't understand it or see it, then that is a you problem and you just don't understand this business or profession. Okay. So I'm just telling you right now. The portal's becoming so watered down with all the other teams. Everyone's like, oh, the portal's helped out people. No, not really. If you look at it, 80% of the kids in the portal still go unsigned. They go unsigned. It's a fact. Go look it up. 6,000 kids in the portal. That's unbelievable number, man. Come on. There's only 131 schools that play Division I football. Have these kids lost their mind and have not realized they could Google Go Google how many schools there are and how many cats are in the uh, in the portal. Do the math. You'll be lucky as one of those 131 kids that get picked up. Maybe, maybe may, let's just say 230 kids get taken out of the 6,000. There's still 5,800 left. <laughs> like, come on, man. And what has it done? It has created softness, non-competitive edge. It has created nothing but a free agency in football the nil is the biggest joke i i believe i said that on my show as well haven't i haven't i discussed the nil two years ago and a year ago on other people's shows and i said this is the absolute worst way to do it because 99 percent of your team is not going to make a dollar it's only going to be the one big time guy the guy from pittsburgh now is leaving to go to usc With no repercussions, no rules, no nothing. And SC's giving him a house. And he's going to make more money than the fucking Brees. What's his name? Brees Hall, the running back. That's also of Kansan, by the way. He's from Kansas. Played at Iowa State. You know this guy is going to go to USC and make more money than Brees Hall is going to make in the NFL next year? and got a free house in L.A. (laughs) Let that sink in, people. Let that sink in, and you tell me how college football can be better. So everyone's like, damn, Jermaine got passed over by the white kid from northern Iowa. Guess what? Go Google the northern Iowa O-lineman and see where he was at prior to northern Iowa. Now, he may be a rare commodity and might have been there all four years i don't know but i know that 90 percent of these kids getting drafted from these schools were at another school prior and they are are a a draft they are a portal kid just like cincinnati has nine kids in the in the draft not all those nine kids are self-developed from their original recruiting classes they're transfer portal kids so But it has created a huge issue as far as what's going on. And now you see, well, coach, everyone's transferring. No shit. Everyone's transferring, dog. But look at the quality in the draft. Why is the quality in the NFL draft so bad then if it's such a great, deal at the college level, and if it's so significant about this NIL thing being such a huge issue. Dude, the NIL thing is crippling college football and personal locker rooms. Just telling you. I talk to Division I buddies of mine all the time. I know what's going on in this locker room. I know how kids are looking at coaches talk to them side-eyed when they're talking to the team in totality and you got dudes that aren't going to get NIL money and they're looking at you like, shit, I'm about to go test these waters and transfer tonight. That's happening every locker room across the country. I just think, there's so many issues, man, with it, with the NIL, with the whole thing. It's just a lot of issues, man. Uh, and, and and unless they put some rules rules on this, you're going to have a bad. You're, you're, the talent is going to run out. Do you not get it? The talent is running out. No, I don't see Georgia being a powerhouse. I see Alabama being right back in the natty again this year. <laughs> see, the thing is. Alabama might lose a natty here and there, but then the next year they always win it again. You do know that, right? So the thing is, Alabama's been the most consistent, followed by Clemson, and now Georgia wins one. They've been to a few under Kirby. they have trying to get in there. They've been decently consistent. They're not as quite as consistent as Alabama and Clemson, in my opinion. But let's see this year. Let's see if they can can do it. Let's see if they can sustain it, okay? Let's see it. I want to see. Because I think Alabama's going to be right back. Um, uh, That's my personal opinion. So, I don't know. It's very interesting to see that. Um, I just, you know, it's crazy, man. The game has changed, and it's free agency at a college level, and it's not about academics. It's not about education. It's not about anything but money. And if any administrator on a college campus or president or anyone tells you different, they are lying through their teeth right in front of you. And that's the issue you have to dissect and decipher through parents, kids, do your homework, understand number one, right out the gate, it's about money. All right. So now I'm going to pick a school for me. What is the best opportunity to now go to the NFL and develop? That's what you should be looking at long term. But I don't believe the love of the game is in these kids' hearts. They don't want to fucking go get better and better and better and be a long 20-year NFL veteran. Or even a 10-year NFL veteran. They want the quick money, the quick fix, and play Fortnite when they get home. They don't want to grind and work for this. They don't even know who their predecessors are. They don't even know who Hall of Fame NFL players are. NBA players are. I, got, I, got, I was asking kids in, in, that got drafted. I was talking to in the green room last weekend. Homie. They don't even know some of their fucking own Hall of Fame players. They don't even know who they are. You think they really give a fuck? Come on, man. I don't even know who Sky Moore and Joshua Williams is, Brad. I don't keep up with that shit, Brad. Just so you know. Contrary to belief, I'm sorry. I don't watch these cats at all. I watch my kids. I know where my kids are. Other than that, the transfer portal is a disgusting thing to me. You have to realize that. I don't watch college football. I don't watch other teams play unless my player's on there. So... I have no clue who these kids are. I don't even know. Are you talking about, are they college kids, Brad? I, I couldn't tell you who the fuck's got Sky Moore. Isn't she a WNBA player? Or is that Skyler Moore? I know it's somebody. Shit. I have no fucking idea. Um, yeah, I apologize. I don't know anything about these kids. Unless they're my kid, I don't give a shit either. And, you know, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. I don't know. Um not sure I I really care. I it's just shit. College football season is pat back feet time for me. That's what I don't get. People don't realize that uh, yet. I'm not on Pat McAfee year-round. Like, why people don't understand that I'm on the show for certain times of the year, dog? It's like, me and Pat are good friends. We're cool. I don't understand. I'm cool with all those dudes. I talk to all those dudes all the time. We talk exchange texts or, or, or DMs or whatever. Homie, I'm not on the show year-round. <laughs> what the fuck? Holy shit. There's a lot of motherfuckers that talk out there, boy. Um... I didn't even go to Cigar Lounge in Vegas, man, to be honest. I kicked it at uh at one spot in the aria and uh fuck man. I, I appreciate all the fans out there, man. Vegas is is a, is another place, man, that very, very uh probably because it's such a tourist attraction from people from everywhere. So the uh the the people, the amounts of people that recognize me and want to take a picture is unbelievable in Vegas. Just like San Diego, Tulsa, there's certain pockets of cities in the country. And I, I am, you know me, I'm a regular joke, man. I'm not going to ever be no big-time guy and and, and, and and be mad and shit. I don't give a fuck. Come on, take a picture. I'm cool. But it's just overwhelming sometimes when you see how many people know you. Um, and especially Vegas is one of those places, regardless of where I went. I went and tried to play a little poker, Um you know, I chilled at this uh, High Rollers, uh, not that I'm saying I'm High Roller, I was at the High Rollers poker tables in the Aria, because I was invited, um, there was a few p- former players there, Todd Gurley, uh, I was just in there chilling with a few guys, smoking a stick in there, and drinking some, uh, some Oban, some fine uh, whiskey, but... I was in there, and uh, it was two what, $1,000 a hand minimum, I believe. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about that. But I was in this high rollers area for most of the night. Then I This was after the Friday draft. And then I went to uh, another area where you could smoke cigars in the area. And then I ate. I ate, um, had some drinks. But I didn't really do too much, man. Um, I was there, and then, you know... Um, I had another possibility. There's only 21 players drafted, or you know, invited to the draft, um, actually on draft day one, and so Jermaine was obviously one of those kids. Um, so you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, Jeremiah, shit, I didn't even know I was going literally until nine in the morning that day. So. Uh I think next year or this year after that I still got a couple kids I brought into Indy that are still playing that are only you know juniors um there's a receiver Tank Dell at Houston he's probably going to get drafted um CJ and uh and my boy Isaiah Edwards Tuna they have opportunities to get picked up they've been invited to mini camps um you know Calvin Jackson I think is a there's 18 receivers drafted I think he's better than a lot of those guys but Again, you had a turnover at head coach. You got a new head coach in there. Who knows what happened? Who came and saw him? Who called? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then Koi Dang, who led the Pac-12 in tackles, he had another one of my players, Elijah Hicks, drafted uh, by the Bears, plays corner safety. Uh, But he also got hurt this past season and just hurt him. It killed his draft status. And he's better than all those dudes. And I was talking to him during the draft, trying to keep his head up. And he's, he's better than a lot of those dudes. His his range and ceiling is huge. I think koydang's Dang's going to make the Atlanta Falcons team. I think he's going to ball out. I think he's going to be a huge, impactful player for them. And I think he's going to force them to sign him. And I think Calvin's going to do well. And then uh, hopefully Isaiah Edwards, who's on this show with Calvin, gets a free agent shot and gets into a mini camp and uh, can do some things. But uh, – you know, it is what it is, man. But, you know, five players getting picked up on, on, in the NFL draft for a weekend. That's a guy that's not coaching any, anywhere right now. Hey, not bad, right? I'm, I didn't even know that. Uh, I, I knew the players were getting drafted. You know, Shamari Jones, he was Raheem Boyd's backup, by the way. And, and he was, um, he was uh, a couple other kids' backups. He came in and was a third, fourth stringer for us. And he just got picked up by the Bengals. Played at Coastal Carolina, did really well things there. Great kid, fucking great kid. So, opportunity of lifetime for these guys. So that's all I could give a, That's all I give a shit about. That I means being honest. I don't care about none of that other shit. Wins and losses don't make me sleep well at night. It's how these kids act and get out and go go on. Two hundred and fifty college. I had my, that was my thirtieth NFL draft pick. Hey, not a bad resume, man, for a slap dick, right? Um, I'm gonna take the Heat tonight. Uh, I'm gonna take the Suns um, tonight, and uh, we'll see what happens. Elijah Hicks is a great kid too, by the way. I I brought him into high school for Long Beach Cabrillo for me. Um, TJ's not in here, I don't think, but. Elijah was a kid I brought in. I left and went to Kansas um to Garden City and Elijah once the program once I left, you know, they couldn't get replace me in a in a in a decent way, I guess. And the program kind of faltered and he transferred and ended up going to uh Bosco and then he left there and went to La Morada High School. So, Elijah Hicks is a great cover guy. He's an athlete. He can play multiple spots in the back row. He'll tackle you. Um so the Bears got them a good one with him. Elijah Hicks, watch out for him as a as a corner safety kid. And then uh Shamari's gonna be a good one. And then we also had another corner that played for me at Indy who got who had an injured knee, and that's probably what kept him from going big time power five. And he ended up going to Western Michigan and uh or Central Michigan and uh and he's uh he got picked up by the Bears as well. Um so uh, Deshaun McNary, so watch out for that name. So, good weekend, man, for 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 the Slaptick brand, to be honest with you. So, hey, man, hate me now, love me later. That's just another reason why I changed the name. Um, I just thought it was uh, perfect timing, fitting, you know, being hard on those guys, but then you see the kids with me. You know, obviously, if the kids didn't appreciate it, they would be motherfucking me, right, on social media or in person. I don't think you've ever seen that. But contrary to belief, everybody thinks and knows everything about me. (laughs) Yeah, you saw Netflix, dumbass. Um, Yeah. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I appreciate all you guys in here. Um, so I got the heat. Let me see. I got the heat tonight, and I got the suns tonight. So we'll see what happens. I'm in the audio side. Make sure you visit betonline.ag. Tell them that JB sent you. Promo code Believe BLEAV. And, uh... I'll see you tomorrow for the Coach em Hard, Love em Harder show, coaching show, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's also going to be on the audio side of things. And then uh, I will also be back for this show Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific. So, Stay tuned for the new schedule. Just stay tuned and stay with it. I appreciate it. If you guys, you coaches listening out there, come to my YouTube. Become a member today, $1.99 a month. And uh, if you want specific things, we will discuss price for those things as we discuss the show. But I'll be doing X's and O's on the board, on film. We'll talk it all. I'll have an agenda laid out, and we'll go through it. Just like coaching, uh, just like if you were on my staff. So join And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow for the coaching show. I'll see you guys back here Wednesday afternoon. And uh, appreciate everybody. And uh, I'll see you manana. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Transform you in the I hate a storm. Hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we've been defiant. What's the cost Speed be the boss? Breaking down the walls, we all in